Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What did you expect? Welcome, Sonny. Make yourself at home. Marry my daughter. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. The common clay of the New West. You know. Morons. <laughs> Welcome to Morons Makes Sense. Episode 12. I am your host, Moron, Sam Munoz. <laughs> With my goddammit, Irving. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna ruin the song that's already coming over this. <laughs> oh, hasn't the music hasn't stopped? I don't know. It goes for like a few seconds into the show. Anyways, this is Morons Makes Sense, episode 12, and I am your host, Moron, <laughs> with Nicholas Villalobos and Irving Nunez. And today we're talking about music. Music makes the people. Music makes the people come together. Yeah. 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 Okay. And music makes the bourgeoisie. And the rebel? Yeah. 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 All right. That's All right. the episode. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. I think oh. we, for- we forgot to mention last time that we're actually recording these now. We have a, yes. We have a, a, a producer. A producer. Yes. A producer. Who's producing. But uh, yeah. I'm naked under this robe. Uh. Puffy delivery. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by <laughs> Puffy Delivery. Nick, I have to say you look good in that robe. I'm, I'm being honest here. Aw, thank you. Like, when you came running down those steps, <laughs> uh, pretending that this is a different day than what the episode uh-huh. 11 was. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me more. I was strangely turned on. I have to is that admit. strange? No, it's, it's, it is because I consider myself quite the heterosexual man with, with a tinge of homosexuality. Uh, but that tinge... tinge <laughs> Only revolves around penis. <laughs> you saw my penis flopping back and forth coming down the stairs, and it was beautiful. You thought mm. there was a kind of jingle belly kind of <laughs> thing going on as it was coming down the steps. Was, jingle belly. Yeah, yeah. I wish this was the Christmas episode because that would have been very appropriate. Are we gonna do a Christmas episode? I want I'll, to. You know, we fucked up. We didn't do a Halloween episode. We should have waited that phobias episode to do mm, it like mm, you know at Halloween. But we, we should do a Halloween episode with the best scary movies. We should horror but, films, but it's past Halloween. It's, oh, it's, that was <laughs> when this, technically when this it episode is. airs. <laughs> it's mm, past Halloween. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are we right. talking about? What are we, In fact, music, uh, music, 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 yes, music. Yes. What are we drinking? 
Oh, the mm. same shit as last week's same shit <laughs> as yeah. 12 yeah. minutes ago. Uh, we uh, got Wait, are you doing another michelada? It was pretty good. My diarrhea will thank me in the morning. What are you what beer are you putting in there? Uh, Modelo. Modelo? Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. It looks really brownie and foggy though. They shouldn't look that way. That's how it looks when it comes out. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can, can we get a close up of his chest hairs? <laughs> I'm I mean, so happy they're, they're just, coming in. Like they're just beautiful. It's, I'm 38 years old. And I'm finally getting like man chest hairs. Mm. I, I only have hair on my nipples, and that's it. Like, and I and I you know I hate them so much because they kind of do the whole trolling around the nipple. You gotta shave type that of thing. Yeah, I do every once in a while. But when when you get married, you stop caring about that kind of stuff. Marriage, <laughs> marriage. But yeah, that was the last episode. What anyway, did you just yank them off. No, it hurts, mate. It I know, hurts. but, you know. It hurts. It's thrilling. And there's no... I'm, like, clean right here, but there's just all this hair Show right us. here. No. Yeah, I'm, take your I'm, shirt off. I'm Paris, no. Why? No. <laughs> Isn't your shirt already off? Oh, that's a white undershirt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, Jingle Bells. Like jingle Belly. <laughs> Speaking of Jingle, jingle Belly. Jingle Belly. Jingle Belly. Jingle. So, <clears throat> the, the topic Best of music... Best Christmas song. Best Christmas song? Yeah. It's got to be that rapey holiday, one. Holiday song. Best holiday song. The, the, the rapey, rapey one. one. Uh, rapey one. You yeah, would the, like the rapey one. The, it's, baby, it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside. Oh, that is a rapey-ass <laughs> song. I, I love that song. I, I like the Adam Sandler one. <laughs> the, the Hanukkah? Hanukkah. <laughs> so grab your gin and tanaka and smoke your marijuana. Have that a happy, okay. happy, happy. When when I listen Hanukkah. to Baby It's Cold Outside, I just I feel like it's Christmas. It's just you know, it's, I just feel it, and I don't understand the the hatred towards that song. It's a great song. What's the first CD album record She's you just bought? Playing hard to get, huh? <laughs> yeah. Who's playing hard to get? <laughs> oh, I'm getting counsel for that one too. Well, no, just, and you always bring everything back to penis or rape, and you sound like a rapist when you introduce us. So. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Anyways, how many drifters have you killed? None. I'm a very nice man. <laughs> uh, so First album CD you ever bought? Oh man, no. You with your own money? Would you buy? Embarrassed? No, I'll tell you after me if you oh, say it. God, I bought two on the same day. It's gonna be bad. It, it's not even cool. It's it's Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's rough. <laughs> that's, Vanilla Ice. That's the truth. That's the. Well, I was, I was fucking. When did Vanilla Ice came come out? Like early nineties. I was like six or seven years old, and I thought Vanilla Ice was cool. He was on Ninja Turtles two, The Secret of the Ooze, and I thought, who is that white man? <laughs> I need to have his album. And I never I thought there'd be it. a time and when I told my mom, Sam, "Mommy, I've had enough. Please, please, I'll see you guys later." <laughs> I get it gets no, better. My question, taste gets better as I get older. Was, I was seven. <laughs> the question is, with your own money, what did you buy? You said, "Oh, please, oh mom. like not with my." Yeah, not oh, with your oh, money. okay. Well, then that has to be um, better. Be better than Vanilla Ice. Ice is, is back with a brand new. It is better than Vanilla Ice. I think that was like a ice baby. I think that was the the Violent Femmes anthology. Dear um, Diary. <laughs> I think it was a Violent Femmes, I would say. I, not not the original album, but there's an anthology album uh, called Added Up that I bought. That was my first my first album. Yours? I have no idea. And I bought with my own money. I was in 
seventh grade, and I went to Virgin Records, and I bought. Wait, with your own money? That mm-hmm. that wait, because we're talking about money, money that we earned and our, we bought it ourselves, well, right? Because they were albums that that my parents bought for me earlier. Well, this than was that. my allowance for. Oh, again, I was one of those kids that got allowances. <clears throat> so. This was the first time you went by yourself by myself. and you chose it. And no, you I'm sorry. It was Tower the- Records. Yeah. Main yeah. Place Mall. I walked. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I bought No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom and Babyface's... Babyface? Babyface for the cool in you. Ah. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> is it- this is for the cool. Is it Ir- I, I think you'd have to be like uh, Mana, probably. Like whether it's with our own money. Really? Yeah, me and my brother. Yeah, you guys really down at the Ritmo Latino <laughs> on Fourth Street. Doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. What was uh, it? I miss. It's just a record store. Yeah, like it was a record Latin store for Latin, store. Latin music. You know, when I was so I I had different. I had a big change uh, in eighth grade. Before eighth grade, I was very much into rap. Mm-hmm. Vanilla Ice, and yeah, R&B. for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, so some of the first albums that that I wanted to get that I made the Chronic, my, uh, the Chronic was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snoop Doggy Dogs, Doggy Snoop Style, Doggy uh, TLC, TLC. Uh, uh, actually, uh, that was the third album I ever bought. Really? Yes, because of Waterfalls. Yeah, Waterfalls, and uh, we just never want to creep. Yeah, and I never want to go chasing waterfalls. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and also uh, <laughs> and boys, that? boys to men. His uh, boys, boys to men. To men was. Yeah. I don't think I ever owned the album, but I was a fan. These yeah. are the albums of our lives. So that was before I came to maturity. Before your balls dropped. Yes, before my balls dropped, uh-huh. and then it was a stark contrast. So I went from, you know, basically I I I was into rap and hip hop because that's what my friends were into, and then I discovered the guitar rock music i've discovered rock music and the guitar and all of a sudden it just changed my life in a sense where i now i like really don't like rap very much at all i love rap music I, how did you get into like how did that change come it, it came when did I your heard, friends <laughs> change so here's here's one thing that i remember so <laughs> was i was doing in a drugs when he was i was invited to be in a quinceanera this is actually an interesting story I was invited to be in a quinceanera, <laughs> as we do as Latinos, as Mexicans. You know, you go and you do your practice and shit and stuff. Yeah. And uh, so this recording, the vals that we were practicing to. What's a vals? A vals? You know what? A, a vals? A waltz. Yeah. A vals. Yeah. So we were practicing that. But the person who recorded this, this, this vals, um, you know, after that vals, uh, the the blister in the sun from the Violent Femmes mm. was also recorded on there, and that was the first time I heard blister in the sun, and I, and so we would we would practice, and then the song would end, and then you would hear it, and I was like, what song is that? That song is so fucking catchy. Walking, <laughs> so uh, and and that's when I discovered the Violent Femmes, and I went and I bought that album. And that changed my life. So the Violent Femmes was the first like rock music that you. No, there was other obviously rock music that I had heard and stuff. Like I knew who the Beatles were, but I didn't really uh, like it. Didn't really catch me. And for some reason, that song was so catchy that I was like, and I I wanted to know who that band was, and I researched it. And I went and get and I got the album, and that's what started it. And then I then I learned about 
Jim Morrison, which was the next big thing that changed me. So three bands, three bands, I'm going to say, changed my, my life. The Violent Femmes, The Doors, the and Radiohead. Oh. <laughs> Violent Femmes, The Doors, and Radiohead. Those are the three bands, if you ask me, the, the thing that the soundtrack of our lives, as you want to talk about, right? That's it. I mean, there's still some other ones. Like, I would put the strokes up there now as well. The ink blots. <laughs> We're going to talk about the ink blots. I think we have to talk about the ink so, blots, but we'll talk about that so later. Wait, so, at that time, it would have been the Violent Femmes and the Doors. Radiohead came uh, like Radiohead way came, later? Or no, it came around the same, same time. time. All three of those came around the same time. So, I think that's why they yeah. they hit so much. Although, Radiohead... Do you know when the first time I heard Creep was? When? I was 16 years old, and my cousins in Mexico snuck me into a strip club, and the stripper was dancing the creep. Really? Yeah, that's the first time I heard it. <laughs> and that changed your life? And we drove back home just singing that song over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> was that the, the first, first time, time you've seen breasts? Uh, no, of course not. Like in your face? Like live, you mean? Live. Uh, no, of course not. Okay, I was just asking. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh. Anyways, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I had heard Creep as well. I don't remember when I heard or anything like that. But that was my first exposure to Radiohead, and then it was Come Up Police, and, and I just I slowly got into Radiohead. So you all of that no friends. You did no, all no, that the, on the your friends, own. Or? So the Jim Morrison, The Doors was because of a friend who introduced me to to him. <clears throat> so the Violent Femmes was just by accident, and then it was. My friend introduced me to The Doors, and after I got into uh, Jim Morrison, I, I like read No One Here Gets Out Alive, which is a, a, a biography on him, and, and I was sold. After that, I was sold, and everything about how I thought about what it means to be like cool in general. Here's the thing. Before The Doors, I thought cool was Vanilla like, Ice. Vanilla Ice, vanilla exactly. Ice, ice. <laughs> and, then, and then there was like this change in me where it was like... Jim Morrison is not only cool, but he's fucking smart. Like, he knows shit. And that's who I wanted to be. I never achieved it. <laughs> but that's Because you're not smart. Because I'm not as smart as he was. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, everything everything about it changed, and I just... Everything opened up so, like, after that. So, how about, like, start with, like, growing up. Growing up, what kind of music, like, was being played at your house? Oh, God, a lot, uh, just because of the age differences in the house, uh, older brothers. So from we listened to like a lot of like 50s and 60s, 70s music because my parents and then my brothers listened to like 70s and 80s and 90s rock like uh, um, Guns N' Roses, Nirvana was huge. Jim Morrison was big. Metallica um we listened to oh, my sister and i were into michael jackson janet jackson um pop t- pop type music stuff like that it was just it was all over the boys i remember like mariah carey boys to men always being on the radio kiss fm sort of stuff but like what about Younger. like but your, that was that was like pre- your parents playing music my parents listened parents playing music my parents listened to a lot of my dad listened to a lot of um rock and roll credence clearwater janice joplin nice. um Dang. so lucky um just all those like yeah. off the top of my head i can't i mean he's i mean records like they had a big record no spanish music um they would listen to like traditional mariachi music yeah. records um 
Um, I don't know their names. You, right. you guys probably would know them better than Sente I would. Fernandez. Yeah, stuff like that, like older mariachi music. But we just yeah. always knew that was time to clean the house or do yard work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like a lot Which of stuff like true. that. My my parents came out of my my parents came out of that. My mom listened to a lot of folk music, like Janice Ian, um stuff like that. So that was in the house too. But then my yeah. brothers were deep into the um, 70s, 80s rock stuff and we listened to a lot of that yeah yeah see i i didn't have my parents uh you know were not very musical like there i didn't have much of an influence from my parents in terms of music like my mom would listen to uh juan gabriel and uh julio iglesias uh but that was about it like there wasn't much enrique's uh, dad yeah, yeah yeah that's right uh and and so and that was it. I never like I never heard my dad put on music and be like, "Oh yeah, here's this or that." So I had no music upbringing. So it all just and came that's to how me. Vanilla Ice came to you. And that's how I <laughs> that's how I was. Uh, I thought Vanilla Ice was cool because he was on Ninja Turtles. Man, he was on Ninja Turtles Part Two: The Secret of the Ooze, and he was fucking you know, go Ninja, go Ninja, go go Ninja. Go. No, no, God. you guys, fuck off. Word to your mother. <laughs> yeah, for uh, for me, it, it was a mixture of both. Um, I remember the same. Obviously, I think it's a common thing to play music in a household and like that you're cleaning, right? <laughs> so I remember my mom playing like Mexican, like Hispanic artists or whatever. Um, and but then like with my dad, he he played in uh, like in a band and stuff like that. So I remember him playing like Beatles songs for us, BG songs and Credence and like he idolized like Carlos Santana. So oh, there was a lot of Santana in Yeah, the so there also. was a lot of like that going around, but honestly all the music when we were kids cuz we spent a lot of time, we spent all our our summers in Mexico, we would get it from our cousins in Mexico. So even though <laughs> It was probably popular here first. Like the first time I heard Nirvana was in Mexico. Like the first time I heard Radiohead again was in Mexico. A lot of that, a lot of that came from like their, like my cousin's influence, and obviously like heavy into like the the Spanish rock and stuff like that. So when we started to like kind of form like our own like kind of uh, I guess taste in music, it was very like blended in like yeah everything we just really really enjoyed everything the only thing we never really got into or i never did i don't think my brother did either was like 80s 80s hair bands and stuff like that or like no guns and roses no guns and roses death I mean, leopard when, stuff like that when axel rose starts doing his snake at the mic i mean good come on it's quite sexy ah come on it's hotter than me in that <laughs> cocaine body mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> I wish I had a cocaine body. So it went. That's what I was going for. For us, it went sixties. For us, it went sixties, seventies, nineties. There was no eighties. Like, oh, but the eighties is so good. I mean, the Smiths, the Cure, the Pesh Mode. Definitely a fan of. Oh my this, god, yeah, the Cures. Yeah, you know I don't like those bands. I know you don't. Like <laughs> the Violent Femmes. Like, Jesus, like, did this. you notice? Like, okay, so I have younger cousin type well, cousins that listen to like punk the 70s and 80s punk rock and they're like oh like have you ever sex heard of pistols clash yeah. and, and i'm like yes i've heard of them but like they uh, the clash is like one of my favorite bands too they're so good i such a great band what's your favorite clash song ah uh, man that's a tough one jesus christ my favorite uh, one is uh supermarket 
That's mine too, just because of him. I never heard it until you played it. <laughs> damn it, damn it! There's, there's, there's I just so love the whole concept, <laughs> the the lyrics in that song is just, and then the music, obviously. And I have you to thank for the clash. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I forced you to, to because, listen to that band. Yeah, and uh, you. Yeah, man, there's too many. The Clash have like great albums that I can listen to. Like London Calling, I can listen to completely from beginning to end. Like there is no bad song in that album. Uh, yeah, but when Supermarket you guys... just brings me so much joy. I don't know why. Like, so it's two. <laughs> so it's two. Th- so it's the year nineteen ninety nine, or two thousand. I'm gonna say it's the year two thousand. You guys well, are hanging lost out in the supermarket. Yeah. Can no longer shop happily. That's, that's yeah. You're two thousand. You guys are hanging offer. out one day. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I have a question. And Noel, Noel, Noel's our producer and filming this. By the way, wait, wait, wait. we're on film. I know. Well. Oh, yeah, we, we were going to talk about him and we just completely went off topic. Well, <laughs> I feel kind of, you know, Noel's, you know, just in the heredity of his family has been forgotten a lot just because where he falls. <laughs> so whatever. Uh, anyway, Noel he's should be on this podcast because we're all He's old. on the podcast. No, but he should be talking because we're all old farts. Noel, how old are you? Son of a bitch, he's thirty. Yeah, Fuck. he's thirty. But we're <laughs> we're seven to eight years older than him, and so there wait, is a threshold. He wants to know. I'm gonna because he's he's a fan, and I'm a fan. So it's two thousand ish. When did you guys decide to form the Ink Blots? How did that? <laughs> I never heard really? the story. And you guys do, are gonna do, do our a, fans really care about this? Are our the two fans? The two fans in the room care, right? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. The Ink Blots. <laughs> you really want to hear the story? If you want to check it out, the Ink Blots on Spotify so, is where I listen. Yeah, you can actually get our ink block. So Irving and I had a band with his brother and the mythical Bernie, <laughs> Not so <laughs> who mythical. was the bassist. Uh, so we had a band called the Ink Blots or just Ink Blots, and we recorded two albums that you can buy on iTunes still to this day, or Amazon, <laughs> or, or anywhere you get your music, Spotify, all that stuff. Ching! So we're totally a shameless plug right here. <laughs> so I, I was. Um, hanging out with somebody, I don't remember, but they had a son who was at the time probably 18 or 19 going to college. He walked in the room and he's wearing an Inkblot's shirt. I guess he probably made it himself or found it, whatever. And I go, where did you get that? And he's like, oh, I found it just whatever. Did you have shirts? Yeah, we okay, had shirts. Is this okay. a true story? 100% true story. You're not making this shit I up. I think I've told you the story. Yeah. Yes. Who is this person again? I can't name names. And no, but, goes, but like he was a stranger or a Do person? you remember the guy that my sister was dating? <clears throat> oh, uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh, it was uh-huh. his son. Oh, really? Yes. And he goes, I'm like, where did you get that shirt? He's like, oh, I don't remember what he told me, like a thrift store or whatever. He's like, it's my favorite band. What? And I go, do you want to meet all the members of, <laughs> of that band? Really? Yeah. Because wow. your music was, I mean, transcended generations. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so they love the, he we're, loved the he are really his, known within his, the, within a 5 mile you're, radius you're of You're really this, known with within house. uh Anaheim Hills Orange Park Acres and Villa Park White Kids, okay? <laughs> so, I'm glad you made that dent. Oh but so yeah, God. how did you form the band? Oh, how did Jesus. it start? I, so no, not, well, Jesus was part of the band, but you know, yeah, how did it Jesus, form? Jesus, uh, oh, damn, now we're saying your brother's name. Um, so uh <laughs> We, so Irving and I were from high, we're, we're high school friends. Uh, you know, I played guitar. 
he played guitar and bass and 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 stuff and we were all like hey let's join the band and he said i can't do that today i'm gonna join you saturday <laughs> he said that i can't do it today that's an that's totally an urban answer hey you want to form a band i can't do it today <laughs> but i can join you saturday <laughs> and he showed up saturday Oh, oh god that's an inside joke actually yeah. if anybody who's ever like know who the beatles are the or beatles seen their anthology, anthology they, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> uh so we said yeah let's, let's make a band and the original ink plots <laughs> trivia for all you god the, the strangers who are listening to this right now what the fuck are they talking about no, the best part is like the strangers are gonna go on and google the ink plots Do it. yeah we're gonna have to attach it to our uh to your post yeah i guess so so some trivia Trap about doors. the ink plots the original lineup was myself irving a man fuck, i can't say his name don't just uh, two other fellas two other fellas who I'm gonna say, it, but I wanna bleep it. Bleep it. His the the other guy was, and another guy Ooh, named. Are we allowed to say that name? Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. So they were the original I know, lineup. I and, know. What- and we sucked. We sucked really bad. We sucked so much <laughs> that we just we we didn't even play a show, right? No. Yeah, we didn't even play a show. We were just terrible, <clears throat> and and so we broke that up. And then uh, his brother. I can can I say his name? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, we call him Jesus. His name is Jesus, but we've all called Jesus. Would he would he's a fucking great guitarist, just hundred percent, super fucking talented. That man, if uh, that man should be famous right now because he, he is famous. Uh, no, he's in the world's most read, uh, read book. He's in the most, the what? Bible. Ah, oh. <laughs> this is the real Jesus. But uh, so he's a great guitarist, and he used to listen to our shitty band, our, our first our first edition of the Ink Blots, and he would just make fun of us and stuff, <laughs> and, you know, and how shitty we were. And but for some reason, he was enticed to like start make a band with us. Like he, I don't know what it was, but he, uh, that he just he just decided, all right, let's let's get together and start a yeah. band, right? So after the other two members. Uh, left unceremoniously. Then we, Jesus decided to start a band with the three of us, and we were practicing at first, and things were okay. But we obviously needed a bass player. Irving was playing bass at the time, right? No, no, I had no, already. You had already to switched to drums, yeah. right? Yeah, the original Ink Blots. He did not play the ba- he did not play the drums. He played the 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 he other guitar. guitar. He played the other guitar. Yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> And they sang. <laughs> yeah, and he sang. <laughs> and there was a song called Ridicule, which now we ridicule. <laughs> but uh, so then he, he moved to drums. Uh, Jesus played guitar and I played guitar. We didn't have a bass. That's what it was. We didn't have yeah. a bass. We tried to do two guitars and then drums. We realized it wasn't working. And so uh, Lori's cousin, who is a mythical Bernie. Uh, One hell of a musician, too. Yeah, who is also he's a great bassist, but he always had trouble with his fingers. He always had the arthritis. He was like a, a Sanford and Son. <laughs> like, I got the arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so uh, so I knew that he played the bass and he was a he was, he's a classically trained uh bassist 
and and I was like, I, I gotta, I, we we got, we I convinced them to come play with us, and and that's when it happened. I think the year was two thousand and five or something, and it all seemed to work. And the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> and I'm not when um. So we spend, I spend a lot of time on the beach in Mexico, and there's a lot of family friends that hang out there. 20, 30 people kind of hang out and your songs come on and they're always like, who is that? And I go, you, you, you guys met some of these people and I'm like, that's, that's England, Sam and Irving and the, no shit. They always go like that because it's good music. So if you guys are listening, check out the Inkblot songs. <laughs> uh, I'm a, so embarrassed. Or you can just skip the way I do. <laughs> skip. Irving hates us. Hates he the does, Inkblots. But he, he doesn't, you guys. I'm are, very, I'm proud of, I'm proud of the, of what we did. It's good I mean, music. We, I'm proud of what we did because every everything was self-produced. We did it ourselves. We we got on television in Fresno. It was only local Ooh, TV. Fresno. It was only local TV, but we got on Can it. We played the whiskey. We played the Troubadour. We played the Roxy. We played. I was at played, your Roxy show. We played a lot of me decent, and two other people. Decent shows. We we did some. We did good stuff, man. I'm proud of it. I don't care that nobody really knows who we are. So but. you guys don't know this, but uh, you're doing a reunion show for my 40th birthday no, we're party. Not. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, that's I want. How are you going to convince his brother to play and Bernie with the arthritis? I will. <laughs> it's I, only got it worse. It's only got it worse. None of us remember how to play anything. I I, I will ask. Pers- I'm, going, I'm, I'm switching back to guitar and vocals. <laughs> you are a terrible singer. I, have, I got two of the four ink blots for my 40th birthday. So just start practicing. Um, when I turn forty, we're having an. And I have to. I have party. to say again that Jesus was what without without Jesus. Uh, I, I I think we all, we were all needed for the band, but I think without Jesus, it was like a Jesus and I had a very much like a Paul and John kind of relationship in the sense. Too, but bad, you, a, too bad you didn't get shot. <laughs> I should have gotten shot. It would have been better. Yeah. No, we all agree. But although he never wrote any lyrics, I wrote all the lyrics, but. He wrote all the all the catchy riffs. So any if you find anything catchy about our songs, it's Jesus. Uh, he he did all the catchy riffs. So a lot of credit to him. Uh, and once and once he left the band, it was over. It was we couldn't keep going without him. And I uh, will ask it. personal face. So moving on. That's the ink blots, ink blots. Sorry, ink blots from Santa Ana. And uh, yeah, let's I've go enjoyed, back to I what people Jim- actually know. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, where so, did we leave off? We, so I think we left let's off around. Let's just kind of go around that. Like as far as like your writing, uh, you you probably say Jim Morrison is like your <clears throat> most influential. Like as far as like lyricist, and- I would say the the three bands that I mentioned: Violent Femmes, uh, Jim Morris, uh, The Doors, Radiohead. All three of those bands influenced me equally that's why our music is so all over the place by the way like it's it's hard to tell you what our genre was because we would do some bluesy stuff that you know some people would think is a little bit more doors like and we would do some more like kind of you know uh what's the word i'm looking for um radio heady kind of stuff and then we would do something a little bit more like violent it was all over the place because at that time i just loved all kinds of rock music and it was now the music reflected that yeah but yeah i would those three bands in terms of of lyrics and music so what 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 age was that for you as far as like 
the eighth eighth grade eighth grade so so when we got into high school obviously that's when like the strokes the whole new york scene started like busting up i love the The 2000s yeah interpol the yeah yeah yeah's shit like white stripes yeah uh those the strokes interpol white stripes i think were pretty big for me growing up would you say they had the same amount of influence as the previous three no the previous three it was they caught me people say that that age like you know eighth grade ninth grade is like where you really like you remember the things that kind of influence you like Uh they they stay for you for the rest of your life type of thing Uh and (laughs) and it was just i guess that that though that music i mean i just recently watched the violent femmes like yeah a a couple weeks ago and i was got into the mosh pit it was great, yeah, and, and I was and I was just as emotional as I was when I was fucking really? fifteen years old. I love that band, and they just bring me back to my to my youth. I saw them at the observatory of uh, like four or five years ago, and they're fucking old, by the way. Yeah, and the, the observatory. This, uh, uh, you know, I got there and I w- I felt so old because everybody there was like eighteen to twenty, young, tw- uh, early twenties, and so on. And I was like, holy shit, I can't believe the Violent Femmes still attract this kind of audience. And they fucking went on, and it was pandemonium. Fucking moshes to the... And Violent Femmes, if you know who that band is, they're not a mosh kind of band. They're yeah. more like a catchy sort of dancey kind. I mean, they're, they they sometimes have folky kind of yes, sound. Yeah, very folky. Yeah, they're not a moshy band. But the fucking fans that night was going crazy, crazy moshes. Like, you were listening to some hardcore punk band and i loved it i that was it was just it brought, brought me back yeah that's really yeah, awesome. i wish that's i wish awesome i would have i wish i could have seen the doors of it but i've seen tribute bands and every time yeah. i see the tribute bands i feel kind of the same way and i've seen radiohead and and one of my favorite shows of all time was 2004 radiohead at coachella and that Ooh, nice. fucking was uh transcendent as the as you use the word what were you listening to in high school like uh freshman sophomore year um, just everything? Not no. Um, I you guys are gonna roll your eyes at me. Uh, Green Day. I've always been a fan, hundred percent. I, I think don't roll my. Didn't, no, I, wow, I, didn't you just see Green Day? You saw Green Day. Are they? How old are they now? Like they gotta be fifty. No, they're not fifty. They're probably like in their forties. No, because I'm fifty. I'm thirty eight. Yeah. So at ten, twenty years. <laughs> They were 20. Yeah, but they were super young when they started. Yeah, but they so, were like 16. They were I, like 20 years old. In high school, I remember the... Same thing with the oh, sorry, Blink-182 guys. Like, I, well, never re- I really I never liked Blink-182. No, I'm so, just saying like their age. Oh, okay. So from now, from... From from Dookie on, I've always been. I love Green Day. Yeah. I just I don't. I, I I think Green Day is actually a very. Uh, they're a historic. They're gonna be. They're gonna be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They basically uh, invented the term. You know, pop pop punk. Pop punk is the yeah. word I was trying to remember. They pop punk. they are the innovators of that genre, which Blink One Eighty Two is is a is a child of, and all the other shitty bands like Sum Forty One and. And I can't remember uh-huh. any of them anymore. But there was a lot of because they're not around band. anymore. They, but yeah. but, but Green, Green Day, Day kind of started that. So they have they have that, so that history in rock. Eighth, no matter eighth, how much you might hate them out there, but like for me, eighth grade, ninth grade, so junior high, freshman, sophomore years was uh, Lauren Hill, Green Day, no doubt. And then it started into the Britney, Justin, uh, help me, Britney. Justin Timberlake, you were into Britney Spears. Who wasn't? I was not. I, That's I, the soundtrack of my life. But 
you, Oops, I did it again. Uh, did you Hit actually me baby one more time? Did you actually have like the CDs, the mm-hmm. albums and shit? Oh, my uh, my best friend in high I school at the time. I was embarrassed had, about Vanilla Ice. No, like. no, no, no. We had the <laughs> same same level. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, the the music spanned from literally. You know what? The only band that I would say I'm like kind of like that I really really enjoyed when I was a kid, Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie was Hootie good. And the Blowfish wasn't. Yeah. Is actually not that bad. They're cheesy and whatnot, but they're actually. But they were like. What I really enjoyed was like <laughs> was an really artist or an artist or a band or a person that. that could like talk to that told a story about. Britney Spears told us no, about hitting uh, you Brit- one more time. Britney like, obviously was just because that was that was on it, TV. It was yeah, it was all over TRL yeah. Total Request. Like that's what I hated it. I hated okay, it. I hated but again, Britney Spears and NSYNC and all so that. So did you shit. like like Limp Biscuit and stuff? I like did that? like Limp Biscuit. Oh, I God. did, but I again again we go back to is it like relevant now? Like Blink One Eighty Two? No, Limp Biscuit. No. So Blink One Eighty Two <laughs> is is I would say has has made an impact i you know i personally don't like that band but they definitely made an impact on rock yeah. on rock music in terms of being like that th- second i, I think it, out of that that era i think interpol probably <sighs> made the biggest impact on for you like me like as, as far well, as later like, that's music. the zeros the odds the odds <laughs> like were just a weird time that was when though. we were in high school the, the odds that we, that decade it was I, odd no, I think that decade was a great decade for music. It was the last great decade of music. This last de- this is another thing I want to talk about when it comes to music is like the threshold of when you get to a certain age and all new music sounds like shit because that happened to me about like 6 or 7 years ago <clears throat> where like I don't know what the fuck is going on now with new music. Like I if you Whoa, told me I, Irving, I don't know Irving I'll, can attest to this. Wet ass pussy wop. How many times did I sing that in front of you? Once <laughs> that's the fucking best fucking song I heard in my life. I don't even know who fucking sings that song. Who sings "Wet Ass Pussy"? Uh, Cardi B. And Cardi B. And there who? you go. This is why we Megan needed him. And who? Megan the Stallion. Oh. I don't even know what he said. Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion, right? And Megan, Megan the Stallion. Didn't we have a stripper one time called Megan <laughs> the Stallion? <laughs> Was that at Hong Kong's? <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. What I want to call back because I I know I, what I, I want to finish a thought though. Mm, finish it mm. is when you're like I'm, mm. I, I did listen to Britney and but again it was Green Day, blah 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 like Nirvana okay Britney and then like how all the, the way fuck up, do you go from Nirvana so to Britney? But okay, so that's again where I would listen to anything that like where I would respond to like someone telling me a, a like a story, story or like catchy or like. Uh, I I listened to Eminem's first uh, LP, the Eminem, the Marshall Mathers LP. I I, I love Eminem. I love Dr. Dre. I love Eminem. I love Jay Z. Those were all part. So we could go from Jay Z all the way to Britney. In my, I had a big um, for everybody who's not as old as us. We used to have CDs. I used to have a CD case that would carry. It was full. It was a hundred CDs full, and it had everything in there. I still have my CDs. I. Do not. I refuse to get rid of them. My wife wants to get rid of them, and I was like, "Fuck no! You touch my CDs, huh. we're getting a divorce." <laughs> does your does the Tesla have a CD player? It does not. So where do you listen to them? They're there as my. I put it all into my iPod, yes. <laughs> which is also obsolete now because nobody uses iPods. But I still have an iPod. That's it was right. it was the Christmas of two thousand one. I'm gonna say. <laughs> 
And this is very unlike my parents to go to like to buy something like this. But we got my sister and I got iPods. And it was like the 30,000. It held 30,000 songs. I still have it. It weighs up like this. It weighs it's a, a brick. Bunch. It's a brick. Yeah, I, can't, I, bought, I can't plug it into anything because it doesn't work, but it has all my songs on it. I bought a new generation iPod. Well, I was given, I asked for it as a gift, like, I don't know, four years ago or something like that. Four years ago, it, iPods have already went obsolete, I think, by yeah, then. It's called the iPhone. But, yeah, because <laughs> I, I refuse to own an iPhone because Apple is Skynet. But that's another Sky- episode. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And because I, I I love the iPod, I think that was awesome technology, it, and having all my music in one thing it was great. So I put all I I downloaded all my CDs into my computer and put on my iPod, and that's how I listen to everything. I have a still to this day. <laughs> I, I have a cousin who she's old. Uh, she's older than us, and she went from records to tapes to CDs, and then she went to iPod. <laughs> she cracks me up so much because she spent all the time to transfer all her stuff and then she got a new iPhone and some of her songs didn't come across. So she gets so pissed off because she's like, I want to listen to UB40. I want to listen to Sade. And they're not on my goddamn. They're yeah. not there. She's like, if I had one conversation with Tim Cook, <laughs> it would be where the fuck are my songs? <laughs> and then she'll, she'll go she'll go to like Apple and be like, look, I brought you the computer. <laughs> I have my iPod. I have Please my iPhone. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm just missing Sade and UB40. <laughs> a, you'll complete my life. 
If you please put these songs on there and no one can figure out how to do it. You can't down it's, it's so easy to She upload. doesn't want to repurchase them, which she'll have to do. But she's like, I put them from my CDs onto my hard but drive. But if you still have your CD, then you should she, be able to upload she can't it back. Do it. For whatever reason, it's not happening. It's what? just those group of songs are not going under <laughs> and it's the funniest damn thing ever. You know what's interesting is that now basically all music is at your fingertips now. And oh, I, yeah. I mean, you can go on, you know, Spotify or whatever, Apple Music. Spotify. And, ju- and, and, and just, you know, I want to listen to this album and you can just listen to it or YouTube even mm-hmm. as well. And, and, uh, and the thing is that I, I, for some reason, I feel that here's, here's, here's the thing. Uh, so I was very passionate about music. I loved listening to new music. I, I was one of the, I went to the first Coachella, guys, 1999. I was at the first Coachella. I saw Rage Against the Machine. And it was fucking awesome, and I I I, I wear that as a badge of honor yeah. because Coachella has now become something completely different. But it's back, where Britney Spears will appear. I don't know. Is Britney Spears? I I'm just not. saying that's where. But it would now be. it's. I mean, Lady Gaga, has back been, to, Beyonce has been there now. Billie Eilish, who is one of the. I remember. Uh, but in, in, the point I'm trying to make is that <clears throat> I was super into music, and I love, and I love physical media, records, and CDs. There's something about taking a risk. Uh, you know, you used to go to a record store and you and you had to take a risk on an album, and and it, and sometimes it went bad, and sometimes it was like this is my new favorite band, and there was something so pleasurable about taking that risk and and paying off that the new generation just does not understand. Yeah, because songs are released one at a time. Yeah, now it's like you I don't can skip and now, past it. And, and you know what I hate now? The new generation is like they can't listen to more than more than like 30 seconds of a song. I fucking hate it. And my niece, she's from the new generation. She can't listen to a fucking song for more than what a TikTok uh, you know, video length is. I mean, it's, it's when I it's like fuck. Can I listen to a full song for God's sakes? Like I hate it. I hate it. People would just go on to one or the other. Thirty seconds. Next, the next one. Next one. Like you're you're only seeing a quarter of the portrait. It's it's like if I went to go see the Mona Lisa, I only saw one twenty five percent of the Mona Lisa. Like that's not the Mona Lisa. You gotta listen to the full songs, people. Listen to the full fucking songs. Fuck. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. And then there's another thing. <laughs> I think Sam has one of those wasted erections right now. <laughs> it's just it's, from your room. It's just the, the I'm getting cold. The benefits wow. that we've received from digital media have been great, but as a result, we've lost something. We've lost this 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 beauty of what music used to be, like the discovery of it, the going out into a fucking record store and like taking a chance on a band or like, you know, you only heard one song, but fuck it, I'm going to go see like, you know, it was there was something beautiful about that that is long gone now. It's been gone for over a decade and the new generation just doesn't 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 know it. They what don't was, know it. And and there was something beautiful about going to Coachella and you would see a new band and you like you never heard of them before. They fought, that, that's a couple yeah. songs and say, "Oh, I'm gonna go get their album and take a chance on them." And it was it was something beautiful about that that you just took a chance and, and it's it's all gone. And music is is not what it used to be, and that's why I guess maybe that's why I lost my passion for it. Because it's just so easy now, and that easiness has. I think it is because you got married. No, no, it, it, <laughs> I, I lost my passion for music before I got married. Before I got married, it was already starting to wane. Even though I, I still, I went. So I've been to Coachella like fifteen times, 
Uh, I, I like I, I I was an avid. I was one of those guys who was on the message boards and shit and like fucking talking about uh, and and there came a point where uh, you know the last Coachella that I went to, it was just it. I don't know. I guess I reached that threshold where it was just like I, it's just not for me anymore. I I don't know what it was, but I got to an age I guess where it just wasn't for me. And the people had changed. The maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just getting old. I don't don't understand it anymore. That's why I really wanted Noel to be on this fucking <laughs> podcast because he's, he's a young guy. Ask him a question. <laughs> Shout a question. He'll answer it. Well, he goes. He goes. He, I don't. You've been to Coachella with us, and but and, he's, he's what was like, Green Day like live? I saw him one time. Really good, fantastic, right? Hell yeah! They, I mean, they didn't play most of the songs I like, but they had to play the radio hits. What was the? Uh, okay, so I, you mentioned a band that I just, you guys love, and I love. I know you do. What was the first? What was your first reaction? What was the feeling you had when the first time you heard "Battle of Los Angeles" from Rage? <clears throat> Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, actually, I would say that's the the least of their albums. Um, <clears throat> really? Yes. Yeah, you, if you if you think Battle of Los Angeles was their best album, then you got into Rage Against the Machine late. No, I've heard their of best all, but album, I, I just remember Lane. I would lay before I would go to bed. I'd put my headphones on and I would. I'd had a disc man, a disc where you play. Okay, before yeah. iPod, I had a disc man, and I remember putting that on. Like my best friend in high school at the time, he let me borrow the album, and then I was listening to it, and I just remember laying there in bed, going, "Holy shit!" I think I just heard something groundbreaking like special but they had already grow broke that was their third album uh so their their original their their self-titled rage against I the machine the, album. i was I wasn't asking for like the history and i was like what did you feel so like, i'll rephrase so my when question. i when, when i heard, heard battle rage, los angeles no what i thought you hear this is first, really good it's rage against the machine but what was the first time you heard rage what did you think and like where were you what did you when i first heard rage was uh from my friend uh my best friend back in the day uh, I won't name his name. I'm supposed to bleep him earlier. Yeah. I named him earlier, but I'm going to bleep him. <laughs> <laughs> what was the general and feeling, though? What was your? I thought it was uh, like you said. It was groundbreaking in the sense that they were they were uh, they were uh, they were fusing hip hop, rap with 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 heavy metal, rock and roll, type and you? Of stuff. And then that was yeah. But but you know the first song that I heard was "Killing the Name," "Killing so, in the Name of," and that's from their original album, from their first album. Fantastic. So, and yeah, and it's in, and I thought it was great. That's why I went to go see them in 1999 at Coachella. <laughs> you, Rage? Uh, I think the first song I heard was Bulls on Parade. Um, that was another one. That was from Evil Empire, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but your general like, thought, like what? Because again, like when I think, when I hear the songs come out now, I know exactly where I was the first time I heard that song. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know no? that. Okay. Well, you were a big Rage fan yeah. back in the day, like much bigger than, and I than still, myself or my friend. I still love listening. It's like one of the bands that I still like. To but it doesn't to. take you back when you hear the song. Like I said, I could, re- I vividly no, remember. It myself. makes me feel the rage now, <laughs> <laughs> not from when I the, was the rage is relentless. Yeah, got to move with so, the quickness. So again, like on the on the the wide spectrum of music that I listen to, my friend, my friend and uh, bestie in high school, we would trade albums. We would trade. Okay, you got this one. I got this one. So I traded him Will Smith's Big Willie style for Rage Against the Machine. (laughs) (laughs) And then we we traded it back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Still, you know, to this day, I could text that man and be like, let's trade. We'll we'll trade an album or whatever. (laughs) It'll either be Millennium or. You know what artist I got into really late? And he's a legendary artist that now 
and and I got into him because I saw him at Coachella. And before I saw him at Coachella, I didn't think he was that great. And that is Prince. Oh. And when I saw him at Coachella, the year that he played, uh, I was transformed. Like before I got before that Coachella, I was not a Prince fan. And then after that Coachella, it was like Prince is the fucking real. Uh, now I understand. I understand what everybody has been saying. When you see a man that's five foot five and six inch stilettos humping the stage, how that, do you not? Become that a man fan? was a fucking genius, dude. And I was so sad when he died. He he was a fucking genius. That show was so fucking amazing. And then he did this cover of Radiohead's Creep, which was like the thing that sealed the deal. And that cover is still, it's in my mind. It's it's recorded in my mind of how I felt when I heard it, how like he did it and everything like that. It's, I, I will never forget that show. That's one of my favorite shows that I've ever been to was that, that, that Prince what, show. What would you say your your favorite moment watching a live who who was the your favorite moment watching a live show it's it's so hard but um there there's there's definitely some that come to mind i i can't tell you which one's the best the the prince concert for sure uh radiohead and the pixies in 2004 that was like a double whammy yeah uh and and i always remember that year i thought that was like one of the oh and the flaming lips which was also that that same year was it i think another stripper that i think it was that same year the flaming lips the flaming lips and that's when he uh, came out with uh, inside the ball yeah and shit oh man so good uh yeah it was that year because the cure came on afterwards and the cure were not very good i love the cure but they they suck live unfortunately isn't that horrible when you love it and you're listening to it in your car and then you see them and you're just like yeah the, was... the cure is one of those bands that like i really love their recorded stuff but live they are so boring I, I yeah I don't know what it is but they just they don't know I maybe it's the song selection or something and the music is boring no I think the music is great it's just Nick, live what is it? <laughs> the best live show yeah have you been to many concerts yeah um, oh oh I also want to say uh, uh Rage Against the Machine the reunion uh 2000 mm-hmm. I believe is uh seven it was I think it was the the first reunion not the one that was supposed to happen but didn't happen because of COVID but the one where where they yeah. That was fucking crazy. That was just chaos, pandemonium at Coachella. Anyways, sorry. (laughs) So passionate about music. I I was was very passionate. The best live. Sorry, one more, one more. (laughs) This was this 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 one because uh, it's another band that is is also that I really love. Is when we saw the Libertines and they only played for like two songs. songs, Yeah, yeah, at, at Coachella because they were so late. But those two or three songs had such an impact on our lives, yeah. both of our lives. Yeah. Because after that, the Libertines became one of our, yeah, our legends. Uh, yeah, it yeah. became one of our favorite bands. Like I have the li- tattooed on my chest. Yeah, he has a tattoo <laughs> of a of a Libertines lyric. That's how much of an impact that band made. I went in our life. to fucking well, was Dundee, Scotland, to watch these guys. I know, dude. You're the only one That's out of the, the two have seen it yeah. with Pete in it. Yeah. And then that fuck. You know one thing I I'm regret so pissed about from that that we went we went to London by the way, Irving, oh, myself and another and friend. Fucking canceled and they the fucking canceled because Pete was a goddamn heroin addict yeah. back in the day. But that and was to watch Baby Shambles. That was not to watch the Libertines. No, it was. It to was watch, to watch Baby Shambles. It was, was to watch Baby Shambles. Yeah. Really? I thought yeah. it was the Libertines. No, they were done already. He was oh, Baby no, Shambles canceling every show. Yeah. He, the one yeah. thing I regret about that show that I went to in Scotland is that I wish I would have taken like a California flag 
and like just fucking waving it from the balcony and shit <laughs> just to attract... were there people with flags and no shit? but there usually is you know how there's usually yeah yeah i thought that i was like fuck if i would have done that maybe i would have grabbed their attention or something you know the if i ever go back to coachella uh, i think it'll be when the, if the liver if they ever manage to i don't think the liver are the liver teams even together still yeah they're still they're touring they're, still, they're, they're playing still, right now yeah if they ever somehow like if they ever somehow shows. manage to book the liver teams or if the liver yeah. teams come to the u.s because maybe think, that's who you should get for your 40th birthday nope ink plots you know that's who we were listening to when we got <laughs> in our care. car accident <laughs> the liver teens oh man so good <laughs> i don't remember any music <laughs> that, that brings back memories because we would put on the liver teens Every time we would leave Coachella. Or any that, show. Or, or any, any show. show that's yeah, right. we, we were going to fucking shows every weekend, I think. Yeah, we were going yeah. to fucking thousand shows. Guys, I've seen I've seen so many bands. Let's name off the bands we've seen. Like Strokes, White Stripes, Oasis, <laughs> Bjork. <laughs> the, whole, the whole poster from Coachella yeah, 2002 yeah. to 2007. <laughs> Actually, it goes on longer <laughs> for, for me. What does a Coachella ticket cost now? I, I have no idea. It's like, I don't know, four or $500 for the whole weekend or something, probably. I don't know. Yeah, when when I, my wife, by the way, went to the first Coachella as well. She went to the Saturday. I went to the Sunday. So she's a big uh, Morrissey Smiths fan. Morrissey played the first day, so she was there that uh, weekend as well, uh, which was uh, you know a sign of things to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah yeah yeah. Your favorite show. I'm sorry. I've been, um, <laughs> it's bringing back a lot of passion right now. That's good. Probably three. Uh, as a tie between three. Um, Bruno Mars. I saw Bruno Mars in Vegas, which Bruno was Mars fan- is really good. Fantastic. Um, Green Day. I saw Green Day, and just uh, from and that's where it's at for me. And then uh, I saw um, Elton John. Elton John, really? you've seen Elton John live? Yeah, so really? that was that was pretty awesome too. How long ago was that? Two thousand nine, ten, eleven, somewhere there. And I'm guessing it was at a, some kind of stadium or something, right? It was in Las Vegas at the uh, whatever stadium that was just built in Vegas at the time, whatever new casino that was there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, are you are you guys a fan of stadium shows? Like I, I I don't like stadium shows. You know what show I really liked, and he <laughs> took me to it was Jay Z. That was really? fantastic. That was at the arena. Yeah, well, that it was, was, it was not a stadium show. It was a Honda Center. It's a pretty small what arena. The fuck is that? It's, I'm getting a. <laughs> oh, someone swiped right. <laughs> but uh, are, are you? Do you like those kinds of shows? Uh, th- yeah, some some bands can pull it off, like big bands. Like I've I've been hearing a lot of great things about the Rolling Stones at SoFi this past weekend. Or Again, whatever. Uh, I've I have a cousin that went and just yeah was like uh, I did. It a has religious to do. Moment. I think it has mm-hmm. a lot to do with the production with the of band. the actual show, like. Mm-hmm. I know we've seen Coldplay. Uh, we saw them at Coachella. We saw them at the fucking Troubadour, right? But now they're playing giant arenas, and and they, I probably would never go see. But them. it's like all it's like audience interactive. Like it's so weird. Like really? you, the the audience are part of the light show. Oh it, it's really? really? It's so it depends on the production, right? If you stick fucking. Uh, Morrissey. Uh, Morrissey cannot handle a stadium. Well, that's for sure. I, I again, I love Morrissey. Yeah, and I love the Smiths, but that man cannot handle a big, a big, a big arena. <laughs> yeah. So to. there's certain bands that probably can't pull it off, or you need definitely the production of an actual like show. show yeah, yeah, yeah. To to pull it off. 
Because the only but, time I went to an arena show and I thought it was worth it was when I saw the Flaming Lips at the uh, USC uh, basketball court, whatever it was. Uh, that's not, it, an it's not an arena. Not arena. But I mean, no, no, it was it was an arena what, because it was. Seats? Yeah, but to, it's probably but to not me, even that. No, but to me, anything that has like a you know scaled seats and whatnot, and it's just yeah. not like you know a, a floor, <laughs> yeah. is to me an arena. And and they, I feel like you. Well, lose yeah, it's something. an arena, but it's not a stadium. Stadiums are way different. Stadiums yeah, yeah, are yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. Stadiums, I've never. I don't think I've ever been to a stadium concert yeah. because I, I refuse to kind of go see a band that way. Uh, but the closest I've been to is, is like arenas or, or bigger venues and things like that. Do you know? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Just I just remembered. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go for it. You don't know because you're not like a country guy or whatever. But the. Um, uh, uh, Zach. Oh God, I just went blank. Yeah, Zach Brown Band. Zach Brown Band. Did you know that you and I saw him before they became huge? We did. What was? What's that? I don't even know who that is. Exactly, that club in Costa Mesa, over there by the El Metate Market in the corner. What's it called? Off of Metate Market. In the um, it's oh, that doesn't in the exist Detroit anymore. Bar. Huh? Detroit Bar. Detroit bar. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. It, it, was, it's it was, no, it's no longer it called that. It's Detroit. It was called Detroit. What bar. was it when we went? That was something different. That when you they, went, they changed Detroit it to the bar. Wayfair. But when so we went, it was Wayfair. The, but we went, went, it was okay, the Detroit, Detroit bar, probably. They were there. Really? Yes. And I was, I remember really enjoying it because I liked that country pop type music. Uh-huh. And I just, I kept thinking like Sam and I were there before they blew up, before he became him. And do I always, you, I always meant to mention that to you. And I always forget when I see you. Do you remember back in, in high school when you're a teenager, people had these like, uh, you know, loyalties to bands that they quote unquote discovered on their own. And if like anybody else Thanks liked, lots, yeah. anybody, no, I'm talking like if anybody <laughs> else liked their band that they discovered, quote unquote, they would like hate them and like, you know, like, oh, that's my band. And they, they couldn't share. And anytime that that band that they discovered got, they hit the mainstream, it's like, oh, they sold out. They sold out. Like, that you was, mean they got rich? <laughs> <laughs> you mean they you achieved mean, like, their goal? <laughs> like I, I never had that sentiment, but there was a lot of people who I knew back in high school who had that sentiment. And it's like, oh, like, like Rage Against the Machine was, a, was an example. So Battle of Los Angeles. So those guys grew up around here. Yeah, they're yeah. from L.A. What's yeah. the drummer's name? Oh, I don't remember. Brad. Brad. So I was sitting at a bar in Cabo right next to him. And oh, I, really? I had no I idea who know. it was, and my sister pointed it out. She's like, you know, that's whatever. What's his name? Pascal. Brad. What's his last name? Wilk. Okay, whatever. He's He lives in Cabo. He's sitting at the bar right next to me. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I had no fucking clue. That's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that fucking awesome. Nice. No, but like Rage Against the Machine is an example of how they got really big when Battle of Los Angeles came out. Yeah. That was like the thing that took him into the mainstream. <clears throat> but before that, you know, they were more of like a very kind of indie, what you would call indie band at that time. Uh and there was a lot of people who was like, when Rage hit big after Battle of Los Angeles, it was like, they fucking sold out. You know, they're, they're, they're not like what they used to be and all this shit. And, yeah. and I just, I, just I, I don't know, did you guys ever know? I knew a lot of people who were that way, and I just never had that I sentiment. think those people sold out. I think those people were just idiots. Morons. <laughs> <laughs> we should track them all down and put them on the show. So, like... So, like, uh, I was wanting to get to it. So, Irving and I, we discovered Kings of Leon before yes. they were Kings of yeah. Leon. Really? We saw them open up for the Strokes before even their first album had come out. I think their first album had yeah. just come out, but they were nowhere near. Close Where did to, you see them? <clears throat> at the Palladium. At the Palladium. Oh, very yeah. nice. 
Yeah. So, and we were like, oh, remember, shit. Remember the McDonald's incident with my cousin where he had to yak? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that, but that sounds funny. Because <laughs> he couldn't, he was too hungry waiting in line for so long. And then he went to this shitty McDonald's. So we were like front row for Kings of Leon. And then he has to get out because he Oh, yes. Yak. Now I remember. Yes. So me and him had to enjoy the rest of the show from the back of the crowd with drew barrymore instead of being in the front <laughs> that's right drew barrymore yeah. and danny masterson yeah, is at that show <laughs> yeah but we so we discovered kings of leon uh early yeah. on and and they were they became a, a band that we that we, that's one of the bands that i actually saw go from progress yeah, yeah. go from nobody knows who they are to being the Stardom. fucking yeah. stars that they are now yeah. i mean i don't know how famous they really are now I, have, I don't know the last album they've made out but i mean during the the two the late 2000s they were fucking yeah. huge <clears throat> and it was it was it's interesting to kind of see that happen and to me like i never felt that like when kings of leon went big i was like this is great finally one of the bands that i love <laughs> is getting big everyone should love kings of leon yeah. they're a great band. the black keys were another band that yeah, kind of that we kind of discovered early Damn. on that got me i went yeah, they to were a, really raunchy. the killers the killers was yeah. another the killers actually played coachella like at one o'clock in the afternoon yeah. and we in missed the them yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we missed them and that was actually a band i was like hey yeah we should we see this band this out, yeah. we should check this band and we missed them and they ended up being fucking huge <laughs> yeah. i was at a when i was in college i was interning um for this public relations thing and we went to a party at some hollywood hills mansion and the black keys played that <laughs> night before they were the black like really i was like oh that's a good band too but i was so busy working <clears throat> and doing whatever other shit that I didn't realize it until later. I was like, oh, and then they have a big song, and I'm like, the fuck? That was the same yeah. band that was at the. You know what? Like, band, like, live, like, one of the most uh, arcade fire at Coachella was fucking. Oh, that was a great dude. show. Yeah, the 2005 that's show. Of, yeah, that was, Actually, all their shows at Coachella. But the one that they were on the second stage, the first time we saw them, that show, everybody fucking singing and shit. That, yeah, that was yeah, a great. That was fucking. Yeah, yeah. That band. Arcade fire was. That's Paul, one McCart- the- Paul McCartney at Coachella is probably the most emotional I've gotten at a concert. When really? especially when he did Blackbird, like oh, that really? was really yeah. That's probably the most like I guess like religious experience, like spiritual. Like holy shit, I'm actually watching Paul McCartney. Um, yeah, that- that's probably the. Paul Mc- was, that Paul McCartney is probably the best like show. I I saw him again because I took my dad up to um I don't even know what it's called, but the Sacramento where Norms? the fucking asshole <laughs> 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 where the where the Sacramento Kings play. Um, so I flew my dad up there uh, to watch Paul McCartney the last time he was touring because it was cheaper to fly him up there than to buy a fucking ticket because they were playing that kind of like Inland Empire. Uh, Coachella kind of thing too. Do you remember? It was like Paul McCartney one, yeah, and yeah. then Rolling Stones another day. Yeah, yeah. It was like all the yeah. classic rock bands. Yeah. So it was cheaper to go up, fly up to Sacramento, buy a floor seat there, <laughs> than to buy a fucking ticket to that festival. And I mean, it was cool watching him again and like being with my brother and my dad and stuff. But that Coachella, obviously, like at nighttime and like closing out the festival, like that was. That's Did probably they do the it like acapella? Time. Lights down low, lights low. How? What uh, was the Black setting? Blackbird, you mean? Black, I yeah. think he did no, it he by, himself. by himself with on the yeah. guitar. And I think the stage was like rising from what I remember. I don't remember that. I don't remember if it rose or not. Yeah. But 
but yeah that was a great show there's been a lot of great shows yeah there? Uh, but as far as like emotional, like getting emotional, that one, and then Rage Against the Machine when they reunited, like that was a whole different type of emotion. <laughs> like, but so those three, I think, I think uh, Paul McCartney, Rage Against the Machine, and then for some reason that Arcade Fire stands out so much. That was a great yeah. show, man. Yeah. I I I love that 2005 Arcade Fire when they headlined the main stage and the balls came oh, uh, from the top. That to me was just amazing. And uh, see, you would love stadium shows. You love all the hoopla and like. But the festival, every time we play shows, you wanted to have though. fucking balloons. Yeah, but festivals <laughs> are different. And the, Festivals have See, a different And you wanted vibe. our audience to be part of the light show, too. You would give them the little maracas with yeah, the lights in Yeah, because I wanted to, them to be a part of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's well, just... I was at your last show, and the nine of us that were there... <laughs> the last show of the Inkblots so was have... completely terrible. <laughs> the last show we of the had a great... was a birthday party. Whose no, birthday party was it? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was no. in the under... It was a birthday like party, actually. It was, but, but we, it was, yeah, it was at the underground... I thought it was a fantastic show. It was a terrible show. You guys thought it was terrible. So you we had, had two, three hundred people in the room. We have more listeners than we had fans at that show. Probably that really, yeah. No, no your yeah. no, your last official official Inkblots like this is just the Inkblots doing their thing. There was probably like ten people there, but that birthday party that you get, there was about two hundred people downstairs. And no, it was they, fun. It was packed. We were yeah. dancing. We were no, the the one that I loved, what the fuck which are you was talking about birthday. It was show. a birthday party. Yeah, for somebody. it was. It was the last last show, and uh, it was well, terrible. So not the last uh, last show. The last. It last was the show last. Was that was party. the last Inkplot show ever. But there was a, there was a there was another show before that, which was supposed to be the last show that was at Original Mics, and that show I think we should have ended on. That show was great. There was a show that you guys did in Costa Mesa. Why are we back to Inkblots? Because you're fantastic. No. There was a show that you guys did. It was a dual show. Who was the other band there? The Moan. The Moan. You guys did a show. You did a show with the Moan in Costa Mesa. That was one of the best shows. That was one of the best. Avalon, the little. Yes. That was fantastic. That was supposed to be our last. That was the first last. So we've done three last shows. So again, again, that. The first last show. We're worse than Elton John. Yeah. The first last show was great. We even did we even did the uh, the cover of See uh, you you don't want to talk about Inkblots and then you don't stop talking about yeah. it. I'm sorry. You bring it up the, <laughs> my the past Av- here. But at the Avalon you, there was a good 300 people in that little bar. It wasn't 300 people. Come on. I'm going to tell That's you That's an exaggeration. There was like maybe 50. 50. No, yeah. because out no because out because we went I was actually with your girlfriend at the time, your wife and then somebody else. They had to go back to a car. Somebody had to go back to a car. I'm like I'll walk you just because it's like a little sketch. We were waiting. We had to wait back in line to get back in. There was a lot of people outside. Really? There was a lot of people there. You guys don't realize it. It was a lot of people. Huh. That was a great show. It was a great show. That show was great. The one afterwards in Original Mics was great. We did two great last shows. Quote and then the, last the birthday shows. party. And then we fucked it up by doing the last one, which was a complete... That was a birthday party? It was... It was the, we were celebrating our friend's uh, birthday. For that? Like, for we did that. that show because of that reason? On top of mine. Like, it was oh. also... Yeah, yeah. Always has to be about you. Okay. So the problem here is that I've decided that if we ever do shows again, I'm not rehearsing. That's fine. And yeah, that's and that, that was the problem. Was so that show was so bad because we only did like three or four <laughs> yeah. rehearsals. And we were so rusty and we were just bad. And then the sound was bad. And then I think we were also incredibly intoxicated. Yes. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a great. We all had people that I had taken to that show that have never seen the ink plots were like, "Oh my god, they were so great!" I'm like, "Were they, or was there just a lot of drugs and all that?" <laughs> yes, we the, were terrible. The latter. <laughs> that uh, after that show, it was good that we were so terrible because then I said, "That, that was the never definite, again." Yeah, that never was the again. I'm yeah. never doing it again. It's over, and it was. It Ju- was over. We never did it again. Yeah. June June twenty third, twenty twenty three. Dude, if you can somehow convince the other people, I might try it. But I'm just letting you know right now, I'm not rehearsing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we're gonna do it. <laughs> Wait, there's a, before we end because we're we're actually I don't want to end because I'm I'm really into this. I, mm-hmm. I I'm you're you guys are hitting some spot in my heart that hasn't been awakened in a while. That's sad. And you know you know what's really true. and this is what I want to get into because <laughs> because I, I my music so, love has died so, so much in the past like six you, or seven years. Do you play years. music at home right now? Like do you very kids rarely listen? really very rarely? Holy but, shit, man! But I have played to my children and and but you've played your own music like you mean you yeah, play yeah. to them yeah yeah but yeah. you don't play like the Doors or anything like that. Uh yeah sometimes but not as much as I really? used to not as much dude like I. Lori plays a lot uh, Espe- of her music, especially if they're in the car with me. Like I listen to my music, right? Like, and I don't let them change it or like try to do anything else. Like, no, we're gonna listen to this. So my kids, all of a sudden, are Beano's fans. Like, Dee Dee will start singing That's "Help" great. like out of nowhere. And like today, a song that rarely comes on, uh, Maya just started singing. Oh, look at all the lonely people. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, I really got like emotional. Like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, so I love the Beatles. Inside. I was like, holy shit. That's so, that's, that's fucking awesome. Like, Wait, But you don't, you don't play music? Like, I, I have, but not like on a consistent basis. But also, you know, they're much younger than your kids. Yeah. So, uh, but... <clears throat> but uh, my, my older one, he he likes music. He likes all kinds of music. But like even when my when my kids were little, I remember playing uh, wow, fucking banana pancakes, uh, Jack Johnson for Maya. Every time she would every, every time she would cry, uh-huh. I would play that for her, and she would stop crying. Like when we would take her to the doctor and they would give her her shots, like I would just pull it up on the on the. Uh, fucking phone and play it for her and she would stop she would just grab the phone and listen to the song and stop like crying uh, wow yes nice. jack johnson's mm-hmm. another one that like we we saw him really like kind of i really like that guy for something like yeah he was good yeah. he took a lot of flack uh yeah. back in the day because he was kind of a more of a soft kind yeah. of music but but i liked him i liked him and he had a he did a, he did a good show but you know, one thing before I, I really wanted to touch on um is is the the death of of rock uh because i i don't and again maybe it's because i just don't know what new music is out there and i'm I'm completely oblivious as to what's happening in you know in the past this decade really i i feel like the 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 rock bands that are still the you know headlining festivals and and whatnot are the bands that you know started when i was a teenager i mean you know like arcade fire kings of leon muse uh, you know, like I can't remember radio. I mean, the Rage Against the Machine was gonna headline Coachella. I mean, they're fucking even older than my teenage years. Uh, there's just rock has become what jazz, you know, became in that it's now this sort of like niche genre that's not really there's 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 new music that comes out, but it doesn't really hit the mainstream anymore. It's just it's just you know whoever's into it is into it, and you know what you do you mean it. like new new music from from those old bands? <clears throat> 
No, I'm talking about like there's no new music that's that hits the mainstream like it was. I mean, think about it like in the two th- in the zeros. Yeah, how no, many but there's bands, bands came out? right now that are like Imagine Dragons is probably they're old too, dude. But they're fairly new, like as far as like they're popular relative to like, what the Strokes maybe, the but popularity. Like, but Imagine Dragons, and I like, know who uh, Imagine Dragons is. And like Twenty One Pilots is somebody again. That, also, they've been around for a while too. Really? Yeah, uh, Twenty One Pilots. Yeah, they've been around for a while. Like 10 years tops. Really? That's a while. That's 10 years. I'm talking about... Dude, when the Strokes came out, they hit the mainstream like within a year. <laughs> and, and the White Stripes, I mean, they had like maybe an album or two before they hit the mainstream. And so but, like, those I'm two- talking about like bands are just like... There was a time that it rock. There was a time... It, it, only and only until this last decade where rock music was still cutting edge in other words what i'm saying pretty much from the 50s up until the end of the zeros rock music was cutting edge and then the 2010s came along and it no longer the was in the 20s and it was no longer was i mean just, you can just look at coachella being the par- the barometer of what hits the mainstream right who were the bands that were headlining during the the last decade it was the beyonce's the jay-z's the kanye west's the rap music i is, love kanye I, uh, you know, it was the M&M's and... Love and, M&M. It was the Billie <laughs> Eilish. It Who? was the fucking uh, Ariana Grande, for fuck's sake. She played Coachella? And, yeah, it was oh. Lady Gaga. Yeah, she played Coachella. These were the band, These were the artists, the, the music artists that were headlining this last decade. And compare that to what it was. Yeah. You know, in the zeros, even the early tens, uh, you know, and then... It's you called know, the, the arts. I, I refuse to use that word. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just rock music has lost that 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 importance, that importance, that significance that it used to have for for fifty years, and it's no longer or sixty years, and it's no longer it's no longer there. It's become it's become like what jazz is in the sense that you know it's played in some clubs, it's a niche thing, but the music that hits the mainstream is the rap and the hip hop and the pop, and, and that's it. Like the rock music is is. Every once in a while, you get a little song, but nobody knows who the it wop, is. Wop, might wop. be, or you know, I mean, even like Tame Impala, for example, which is a band that's you know headlining stuff. They're old; they've been around for a while, guys. <laughs> you know, they. I don't even know. I don't know who said. that is. You don't know all. who Tame Impala is? No. no. Uh, my 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 younger friend knows who he is. Like, you know, who fucking Green is? Day. Green Day headlined. You know, the 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 Las Vegas festival. What's it called? Oh, Life is beautiful. Green day. But anyways, yeah, it, it just, it, it saddens me because it's the genre that, you know, I love the most. I, I love other genres. I love jazz. I love funk. I love all, pretty much everything except like country and rap or like the genres that I, I least like t- today. But, uh, yeah, it's just sad. It's sad. And then, and again, it goes back. Maybe I'm just an old, an old fuck. I doesn't understand new music and I'm like in the South Park episode where everything sounds like shit to me and I just want to know am I the only one who feels this way because you guys are my age so <laughs> and I know I, he I get likes surprised it. sometimes when I when I, when my car is pairing with my phone and I accidentally hear music on the radio I'm like oh that's catchy and then I have to go ask somebody who that was or because I get surprised once in a while because it's I like it Sam so. is really depressed now yeah, because uh, <laughs> you could see it in his face. <laughs> Sam's gonna be that old dad that goes to the garage and plays his CDs. 
I by just, himself. I just want an old. On an I don't. Old I don't get couch. the new music. I just don't get it. I, don't so uh, Billie Eilish to. is is a new uh, artist. That I mean, she's she's been around a few years now. But uh, you know, I heard her music the first time, and I and I actually kind of liked it. And I was like, you know, this is not that bad. But then I heard more and more, and I was like, she's just the same. She's just talking. That's all she does. She talks through this. She doesn't really sing. She just talks through the songs, and it's always the same sort of vibe. I got. She invi- has no range. <laughs> I got invited to a Billie Eilish concert a couple of years ago, and it was at the Hollywood Bowl. And I, cause I just went because of free ticket and whatever. The opening act was Courtney Love. Courtney Love was the opening act to Billie Eilish? Was way better than the... Courtney Love is still alive? She is. <laughs> <laughs> she is, and she put on one hell of a awesome show. Uh, she did by herself on a stool with a guitar. She's like really? sober now too. So is she really? Yeah. Damn, Cor- Courtney I thought Love. she was like on the streets, still no. on heroin and whatnot. Mm. Courtney Love, she killed Kurt Cobain. Yeah, yeah. But you know, she made one <laughs> hell of an awesome Larry Flint movie. People, versus she Larry did. Flint. She was a great Mrs. Flint. Yeah, yeah. But she died naked in that jacuzzi tub. That's awesome. love that movie. All right, I think we should call it a. a, a We're going to end on guy. Courtney Love. <laughs> what do you want to end on? A quote of the day. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Is there anything else you want to say, Irving, about the music, the soundtrack of our lives? Oops, I no. did it again. No, nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. No, nothing. I just want to get you in gotta work, bitch. into some music. Yeah, man. look, that's the same fucking page. It is actually. That's weird. You know, out of all the episodes, I think I've spoke I, the most in this one. I was more emotional today. Out of all, it really like it's. And you know, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, I was such a music lover for so long in my life. Like I fucking when the Coachella lineups would come out, I would sit down and I would fucking do research. On all the damn band, every artist I would listen to yeah. them. I was like, oh, that, and make my list and did the schedule. Like, I'm gonna, oh, this guy's gonna play this, and I gotta have it. And I was so into it. And then just something happened in the la- in the middle of the last decade that it all just went away. Like, I have music is the love. My love for music went away. And like maybe talking about all this music today has brought it back. And I know it's there. It's just been asleep. It's been asleep waiting for that next band to awaken it. And I guess I just haven't heard it. You know, the last band that I woke in it with that was um, that blues band that uh, Alabama. Alabama Shakes. Alabama Shakes. She has an incredible voice. That was the last band. And there's they've been around for a while now. They've been there for 10 years, I think, now. Uh, so they're still new. They're not new either anymore. Uh, and that was the last band that I thought like that band that that's so fucking good. And she is I forget her name, but she what's her name? Brittany Howard. Howard. She is amazing. And I've seen them live and they they're a great fucking band. I think she's doing solo stuff now, right? Yeah, I haven't heard her solo stuff. Maybe I would I would like that. But that was the last newish band that really hit me in my heart and ever since then i haven't i haven't heard one i haven't heard a new band that really has awoken that love that i used to have and maybe that's why i'm so passionate right now and emotional because i i kind of i'm waiting for that to happen i want it all right stupid quote of the day you're like that old dad (laughs) (laughs) It's like turn that down, that shit, and you 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 stop buying clothes at a certain year, so your clothes are kind of just all frozen in the same time. You're just that dad. This shirt is from high school. 
You're wearing a shirt? <laughs> that was your skin. Stupid quote of the day. This town is so dull that when the tide goes out, it refuses to come back in. Fred Allen. Fred Allen. Okay. Morons make sense. Morons make sense. Signing off. <laughs> Morons. We made a lot of sense today. What episode did we just record? <laughs> it's Moron with the Nonsense. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.